you could have more fulfillment and ease in your professional and personal life and still be ambitious. Join me, Kathy Onetto, founder of Sustainable Ambition, for conversations with experts, authors, and friends on what it means to live with sustainable ambition. Learn concepts, tips, and tools to craft a fulfilling career on your terms while still being ambitious and avoiding burnout. For show notes from this episode, visit sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. The last four months have been a time of learning for me around shaping my time and setting my own pace. You know, I can get pulled into the hubbub, which frankly is just a fun word to say, but I can get pulled into the hubbub just as much as anyone. And I often actually like that feel of that energy. But at the end of last year and and at the beginning of this one, you've heard me say I was longing to slow things down and really just not feel so frantic. And I think a big part of that though, too, was also that I... I really wanted to enjoy the time. So during the holidays, for example, I I just wanted to really make sure I experienced it and really enjoyed them. And then the start of the year, I also wanted to have it start off a bit slow and really enjoy the time that I had crafted for myself for the start of the year. So in all, I just didn't want to feel like time was kind of slipping away. And so I wanted to be proactive and really thinking about how do I set my own pace during this time? And while this topic is something that I've talked about in the past, I talked about this on a prior episode number 39 that was called On Rethinking and Shaping Your Time. And the reason I'm bringing it back up again is because this topic just keeps coming up for me. It's really present and I continue to have conversations about it with friends, with my husband. So I figured I'd come back to it and share what I've learned in case my experiences are helpful for all of you to hear. And I also thought it just might be helpful because as the world continues to open back up, I sense that the pace of the world feels like it's quickening and I can get the sense that people still may not be quite ready for it. Um, Now, some of us might be ready for some energy, but even if you are, I think this idea of figuring out how to set your own pace can be really important and helpful actually in being able to flex actually between both of both modes. Um, and I think there's going to be, I personally feel like my even getting a little bit better at being able to navigate this will be super helpful for me as I move forward and frankly, build my own personal sustainable ambition kind of, um, way of being. So In prepping for this, it's also just been helpful for me to step back and give myself some time to reflect as we close out this first quarter of the year to see what I've learned and see what's worked for me and what hasn't. And this isn't to say I I have it all figured out. You know, I think that for many of us, again, our life plus work resilience prescription is unique and things can change over time. And what is being thrown at you might require different different 
tools in your toolbox to kind of start to practice with and to pull out to help you feel sustained. So, um, but I do feel like I've made progress on this front. And frankly, I don't know that I was optimistic that I was going to be able to pull this off, that I was actually going to be able to set my own pace and help reshape my time and have it feel differently. And so I'm actually pretty pleased that I've actually had experiences where I felt like I have, I have been able to slow the pace down for myself and shape it the way that I, that I wanted it to go. So I'm going to share a few things that worked for me and you can see whether or not they work for you. And, um, let's dig in. So the first thing I'm going to share is just around intention and intention setting, Frankly, I'm kind of surprised at how much just even this point that like saying, I'm not going to let the franticness of the end of year or the franticness of the start of the year, like get me riled up. I am going to set my own pace. And it's really surprising to me that be by just setting that intention, it was quite helpful in uh, refocusing my attention and my energy in a way that really worked to not speed up the pace, but to keep the pace at the level that I wanted it. And part of what this intention setting helped with as well was me being able to resist taking on the narrative that other people were saying around me that time was passing so quickly. So if you recall, I may, may have shared, but back in December, a lot of people around me were saying, oh my gosh, the year's gonna be over before you know it. The year's going so quickly. And I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I actually, you're saying this, but like there's three more weeks left and I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm gonna take it day by day and really take it in. So I just didn't take on that narrative. And it happened again at the start of the year where I was in meetings in early January and people were saying, oh my gosh, it already feels like a half of a year has gone by. And in some respects that, can feel somewhat good because it's kind of like, oh, it's been full. And yet it's actually been a quite a short amount of time. But again, I didn't take on that narrative. And partly because I, I, it just felt a little crazy to me. A, it makes it just feel like time is going, you know, wacko and going (laughs) off the rails and going really, really quickly when you hear that. But the time that I heard that, I think it was January 8th. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're only a week into the year and people are already kind of be making it feel kind of frantic. So for me to kind of hold to my intention, kind of create my own narrative around it was super helpful. And it helped slow me down and allow me to set my pace at the beginning and at the start of the year. So that intention setting was super helpful for me. The thing that went along with it that was also quite helpful was then making sure that I was really present and especially in the moments that matter, because I can say, you know, really be present. I'll admit I wasn't present all the time, but (laughs) uh, in those moments that really mattered, I would remind myself, Hey, be present now. And in doing that, in reminding myself to be present, it would slow down time. And so a couple of examples of this and even recent ones um, that I've experienced just to illustrate what this looks like is I can be sitting in my backyard in the sunshine and all of a sudden hear a hummingbird above me and I'll just pause and take that in and be really present to it and let it delight me. 
And that slows the pace. It slows things down. Similar thing, just experiencing a bumblebee flying around in the backyard. And then I was walking in Golden Gate Park the other evening and I came upon a coyote in the park and just being able to pause. It didn't take long, only like 30 to 60 seconds to just really take her in and experience that moment of wonder of this wild animal in the park and her beauty. Again, just being present to it really slowed things down and helped me be able to really take in that experience and appreciate things. And then a final one I'll mention is I had the opportunity to go to a piano concert and hear the symphony a couple of nights ago over the weekend and was able to hear this classical pianist who happened to go to my high school and he played Tchaikovsky's piano concerto number one. And wow, I've not seen somebody live play that music and quite complex and just awe-inspiring to watch somebody play that music was so beautiful and so wonderful to watch him. And I I was reminding myself sitting in the audience, like, take this in, be present, be here, be here now. And again, in that moment, I was able to slow the pace down and not feel frantic about what's happening around me and what's happening in my life. One of the things you might be hearing in my examples, especially the ones out in nature, is that there is this element of wonder that I'm expressing. And there's actually some research that's been done by the University of California around this, where they actually had some people go out into nature and do what they called awe walks. And so awe being A-W-E, so almost like wonder walks, if you will. And they found that by giving people this prompt to really um, orient their walks to experience awe, they found that those individuals expressed greater feelings of social connection and positive emotions compared to their normal walking peers or the control group. And so this idea of bringing wonder in as well as you're being present really can have added benefits to contributing to our happiness. Um, so in addition to slowing things down and setting our own pace, that is another benefit. So the other thing that I did that also helped contribute to this setting my pace was I created space for myself that, um, you know, really was helpful for me it, it in January. I really wanted to create some space for my creative work. And I took a couple weeks off. I say off, but it was to work on my creative work. So it wasn't that I was completely off, but I really needed that space, that space for that creativity. Um, and so in doing that, it did allow me to, again, establish a different um, pace for myself by carving out that time and, and giving myself that space. I was, you know, somewhat inspired around this by Pico Iyer, who, if you're not familiar with him, he is a travel writer, but he's also written about stillness and his book, The Art of Stillness, Adventures in Going Nowhere, came out um, several years ago. But 
he writes about this theme and kind of pausing and getting away. And he says why it's so important right now. And in this quote, in an age of constant movement, nothing is more urgent than sitting still. Or he says, but it's only by having some distance from the world that you can see it whole and understand what you should be doing with it. So this idea of just creating some space or getting some way, getting away. It's not like for me that I was completely still, but I did get away from my day-to-day activities and what I was typically doing to allow myself to kind of get still with something else and allow me to reestablish, you know, my pace at that time that I took off. Um, So that was a way that I did it. And I know that not all of us can take two weeks away. So I totally get that, but I don't think it necessarily needs to be that length of time. Even the walks that I described um, earlier or the, you know, taking a moment to be in awe with something that that's those 30 to 60 seconds of being still and being quiet can still be quite rejuvenating. Um, so I don't think it has to, always be, um, you know, something that takes a lot of time that can still give us a lot of benefits. Now, one thing that's really interesting about this that I, I think people sometimes don't realize is that don't be surprised if in the space that you create for yourself, you actually get active. Um, oftentimes when you create space that it isn't a passive thing. Think about hibernation or cocooning. Those are not states where nothing is happening, but it's being still and something is still a little bit active, if you will. So for us, when we create space, it is often, it can be one of our most creative, when our most creative ideas happen. So I don't know if anybody else experiences this, but pretty much anytime I step away from my work and I go for a walk or a run, you know, it's not uncommon for all, you know, my synapses to be firing (laughs) and I end up taking a ton of voice notes because in creating that space and stepping away, it allows my mind to finally combine all the different inputs that I've been putting into my brain and where good ideas finally come out. So that's something that can happen um, with creating space. So it's kind of, again, this interesting element of, you know, this duality of like by slowing your pace, actually sometimes um, it generates activity and maybe speeds up your pace, um, interestingly. Another thing I've been finally practicing with this month Um, And really, I started in February, actually. So February and March is meditation. So (laughs) this relates back to the idea of the stillness, but I know I'm late to the game here. So (laughs) I know this isn't news that meditation can help with regard to this idea of setting your own pace. But, um, you know, I've been thinking about meditating for a really long time. And for some reason, resisting it. And something's always kind of gotten in the way, my own mental chatter, I think. Um, But I'll I'll share a few things that finally kind of sparked for me that got me into action. And that was actually two people who have been on the podcast. So the first person was Casey Carter, Christopher Carter. He was on episode number 29. And Christopher talked about how 
many of us, or frankly, probably most of us these days are really craving peace. And he also talked about how really, if we can find that peace, that it can help us deal with everything that life is throwing at us and that we can actually hold more. And so that was really interesting to me. And I think I talk about the fact that we live in this dynamic, demanding modern world and to really juggle all that comes at all of us because of what's just in our world and in our society, it it's a lot. And if you have a family, if you have a job, all of that, it just can take a toll. And so how do you hold all of that and everything that's coming at you? So, and when I asked him at the end of the interview, if he had a piece of advice for people uh, who, you know, are looking for a little bit more calm, he said, if one is struggling with overwhelm and needing to find capacity, he encouraged us all to meditate. And his belief was, quote, if you could only do one thing, meditate consistently, a minimum 15 minutes a day, every day, no excuses, no matter what. And he said, time will expand for you. So I took note when coming off of that interview, and it was certainly present for me. It still took me a few months to to get going, um, but that really resonated with me. And then my friend Wade Brill was on, on episode number five and something that she shared on her Instagram really struck a nerve with me as well. So she had been traveling over the holidays and I know Wade has a meditation practice and she ended up sharing how on one of her trips, I can't remember if it was pre-holiday, like in December or January, but she had shared how on one of her trips, she had gotten off her practice. And when she got back, she started to notice that she was getting a little bit more, um, she wasn't able to control her uh, reactions to things as much. And so she had shared that on her Instagram. And it really, for some reason, just hearing that and knowing Wade's normal practice, that it, it resonated with me and it clicked for me in terms of this idea of the benefit of slowing ourselves down and starting to do some meditation. So I, um, so I've been practicing with it. Um, again, not saying I'm great, but I am finding that bringing that in, um, 10 to 15 minutes a day is helping me again with setting my own pace. Um, and I will say just to, to share if it's helpful for all of you, I know there's a lot of different resources out there for meditating, uh, but Casey offers one. It's at, you can find it at insighttimer.com slash this epic life. And I'll capture that in the show notes as well. And then Wade also offers um, a practice that you can look into and that's at centeredinthecity.org. Um, so again, I know there's other resources there, but Casey and um, Wade also offer beautiful resources. So if you want to check those out and want to start to try some meditation yourself and join me in this, in this practice, um, I'm still learning guys, um, but I'm appreciating it as, as I go along here. Then the, the final thing that I was going to mention was crafting your experience. And I probably talked about this before, but it, this also has been super helpful for me in helping me to set my own pace. And what this looks like is really just asking yourself, like, 
how do you want to feel this month? Or I typically do it on the quarter. So how do you want to feel this quarter? And define those and get clear on that. And then I craft you know, my experiences to um, actually help generate those feelings. So for the last quarter of last year, as an example, two things that I felt or that I wanted to feel were one was renewed. So that was partly part of the reason for even trying all these different practices around slowing my pace, um, as well as creating space for myself. And then the second was around this idea and it's related, um, being focused and simplified going into 2022. And so I put some time and energy in terms of my activities around both of those to kind of shape my time and to slow my pace, um, related to those couple things in, in this first quarter of the year, it again related to this. So the first, this was one where I actually did do, I wanted January to be about spaciousness. And so again, I crafted those experiences in particular, like taking that space and time away. Um, And then for the, really, these are going to be words for me for the entire year, but there's this idea of deepening and discovering. And so I'm putting in place some practices to craft. Okay, well, what does it look like if I want to experience deepening? And that's related actually for me to this idea of simplification. Where do I just deepen as opposed to be restless and create more? And by deepening, it actually is slowing my pace because it's allowing me to just go deeper on something as opposed to speeding myself up or feeling like I need to be frantic about other things. The other areas around discovering, and that's actually, those practices are also allowing me to slow my pace because I'm starting to practice with more prototyping and not needing to know how everything is going to work out, but just really staying focused on what's the next right action and allowing myself to learn into what's going to be next um, and doing prototyping and discovery. So That's the last thing that I would say um, was really helpful for me, this idea of crafting experiences. So I hope in sharing some of the things that have worked better for me around this idea of slowing my pace or setting my pace, um, that those are helpful for you. I do think some of these, you know, even if you're somebody who's like, you know what, actually coming out of the pandemic, because I will say some of us, are coming out of the pandemic. And I don't even know, I don't even know if we're coming out guys. We're just in the next stage, right? And the world is opening up a bit more. So as we get into this next phase, some of us are needing some calm and needing to take it slow and not to be overwhelmed by the world starting to speed up. And then some people could also be like, you know what? I actually need some energy. I'm tired of being at home. I'm ready to get energized. And I'll be honest, there's a little bit of that for me too. So getting out into the world a little bit more is also part of what I'm thinking about. And I do think that um, some of these ideas in terms of setting an intention and some of these, many of these ideas are actually, they're very interrelated. They work together. This idea of setting that intention, being present to what you want to be experiencing 
being thoughtful about what you want to be crafting in terms of that experience, those couple of like ideas may be able to also help you shape your time or set your pace in the way that, that you want to and what you want to really be experiencing. So whichever way you want to be taking it, dialing it up or dialing it down, I hope that gives you some ideas um, for helping you to set your own pace. Thanks so much for being here and listening. As always, I really appreciate it. And if you have a listener question you'd like me to address or want to send on some feedback, please shoot me an email at podcast at sustainableambition.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd be so grateful if you would rate, review, and share it with others if you think others will find it useful and helpful for them. And as always, thank you so much in advance for doing that. So be well all, have a good second quarter as we move into what's next as we continue to see this year unfolding. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com slash subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.